book five chapter seven of the heavenly twins this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the heavenly twins by sarah grand book five chapter seven angelica awoke unrefreshed after a few hours of light and restless sleep much broken by dreams dead dead was the first thought in her mind but it came unaccompanied by any feeling is israfil really dead buried gone from us all for ever she asked herself in a kind of wonder it was not at the thought of his death that she was wondering however but because the recollection of it did not move her in any way reflections which had caused her the sharpest misery only yesterday recurred to her now without affecting her in the least degree except in that they made her feel herself to be a kind of monster of callousness coldness and egotism the lonely grave-looking deserted already with the rain bespattered mud bedraggled flowers fading upon it the man himself as she had known him his goodness his kindness the disinterested affection he had lavished upon her she dwelt upon these things she racked her brain to recall them in order to reawaken her grief and remorse but in vain mind and memory responded to the effort but her own heart she could not touch the acute stage was over for the moment and a most distressing numbness attended by a sense of chilliness and general physical discomfort had succeeded it the rims of her eyes were red and the lids still swollen by the tears of the day before but the state of weeping with the nervous energy and mental excitement which had been the first consequence of the shock was a happy one compared with the dry inhuman apathy of this and she strove to recall it but only succeeded in adding the old sensation of discontent with everything as it is and nothing is worth while to her already deep depression she loved order and regularity in a household but now the very thought of the old accustomed dull routine of life at the castle exasperated her after her grandfather would come her uncle and after him in all human probability diavola would succeed and there would be a long succession of solemn servants each attending to the same occupations which had been carried on by other servants in the same place for hundreds of years horrible monotony all tending to nothing for she saw as in a vision the end of the race to which she belonged they and their like were doomed and with them the distinguished bearing the high-bred reserve the refined simplicity and dignity of manner which had held them above the common herd a class apart until she came were also doomed i am of the day she said to herself the vulgar outcome of a vulgar era bred so i suppose that i may see through others which is to me the means of self-defence i see that in this dispute of womanly or unwomanly the question to be asked is not what is the pursuit but what are the proceeds no social lawmaker ever said catch me letting a woman into anything that pays it was left for me to translate the principle into the vernacular she breakfasted upstairs so that she might not have to talk but went down immediately afterward in order to find somebody to speak to so rapid were the alternations of her moods 
it was not in angelica's nature to conceal anything she had done from her friends for long before she had been twenty-four hours at the castle she had taken her aunt claudia and the lady known to them all intimately as ideala into her confidence but neither of them attempted to improve the occasion they said even less than her uncle had done and this reticence perplexed angelica she would have liked them to make much of her wickedness to have reasoned with her lectured her and incited her to argue she did not perceive as they did that she was one of those who must work out their own salvation in fear and trembling and she was angry with them because they continued their ordinary avocations as if nothing had happened when everything had gone so wrong with her the weary day dragged its slow length along a walk about the grounds luncheon a long drive calling at ilverthorpe on the way back for letters afternoon tea with her grandfather in the oriel room and afterward the accustomed wait with bowed head for the chime which floated up at last from afar distinct solemn slow and weary like the voice of one who vainly repeats a blessed truth to ears that will not hear her grandfather raised his velvet cap and held it above his bald head while he repeated the words aloud after which he muttered a prayer for the restoration of holy church then rose and leaning heavily on his ebony stick walked from the room with the springless step of age accompanied by his daughter claudia and his son and followed by two dear hounds old and faithful friends who seldom left him when the door closed upon this little procession angelica found herself alone with her aunt lady fulda to whom she had not spoken since the day before they were sitting near to each other angelica being in the window from whence she had looked down upon the tree-tops and the distant city while they waited for the chime the melancholy cadence of which had added something to the chill misery of her mood do you still believe it she asked ironically and then felt as if she were always asking that question in that tone lady fulda had also looked about as she listened but now she left the window and taking a seat opposite to angelica answered bravely her face lighting up as she spoke i do believe it then why did he let a man like that die angelica asked defiantly why did he create such a man at all merely to kill him wouldn't a commoner creature have done as well we are not told that any creature is common in his sight lady fulda answered gently but suppose they were would a common creature have produced the same effect upon you do you mean to say you think he was created to please me oh no not that lady fulda hastily interposed and angelica perceiving that she had at last found somebody who would kindly improve the occasion turned round from the window and settled herself for a fray and i don't mean lady fulda pursued i dare not presume to question but still oh i must say it your heart has been very hard would anything but death have touched you so had not every possible influence been vainly tried before that to soften you angelica smiled disagreeably you are insinuating that he died for me to save my soul she politely suggested her aunt took no notice of the sneer oh not for you alone she answered earnestly but for all the hundreds upon whom you in your position and with your attractions will bring the new power of your goodness to bear you cannot think with all your scepticism that such a man 
has lived and died for nothing you must have some knowledge or idea of the consequences of such a life in such a world of the influence for good of a great talent employed as his was the one as an example and the other as a power to inspire and control angelica did not attempt to answer this and there was a pause then she began again i did grasp something of what you mean i saw for a moment the beauty of holiness and the joy of it continued with me for a little then i went to tell israfil i was determined to be true and i should have been true had i not lost him but now my heart is harder than ever and i shall be worse than i was before oh no her aunt exclaimed you are deceiving yourself if you had found him there that day your good resolutions would only have lasted until you had bound him to you enslaved him and then although you would have carefully avoided breaking the letter of the law you would have broken the spirit you would have tried to fascinate him and bring him down to your own level you would have made him loathe himself and then you would have mocked him like the evil-minded heroine of a railway novel angelica began then added doggedly you wrong me aunt fulda there is no one whose respect i valued more there is nothing in right or reason i would not have done to win it that is to say if there had been anything i could have done but i do not think now that there was this last depressing thought brought about another of those rapid revulsions of feeling to which she had been subject during these latter days and she broke off for a moment then burst out afresh to just the opposite effect i do not know though i am not sure of anything probably you are right and i deceived myself i inherit bad principles from my ancestors and it may be that i can no more get rid of them than i could get rid of the gout or any other hereditary malady by simply resolving to cure myself it is different with you you were born good i was born bad and delight in my wickedness angelica her aunt remonstrated do not talk in that reckless way well i exaggerate angelica allowed veering again as the wind does in squally weather before it sets steadily from a single quarter but what have i done after all that you should take me to task so seriously wrong certainly but still i have not broken a single commandment not one of the decalogue perhaps but you have sinned against the whole spirit of uprightness has it never occurred to you that you may keep the ten commandments strictly and yet be a most objectionable person you might smoke drink listen at doors repeat private conversations open other people's letters pry amongst their papers be vulgar and offensive in conversation and indecent in dress altogether detestable if your code of morality were confined to the ten commandments but why will you talk like this angelica why will you be so defiant when your heart is breaking as i know it is angelica hid her face in her hands with one dry sob that made her whole frame quiver oh do not be so hard the other woman implored listen to your own heart listen to all that is best in yourself you have good impulses enough i know you have and you have been called to the higher life more than once but you would not hear yes thoughtfully but it is no use no help i never profit by experiences because i don't object to things while they are happening it is only afterward when all the excitement is over and i have had time to reflect that i have become dissatisfied and she threw herself back in her easy chair crossed one leg over the other so as to display a fair amount of slender foot and silk cloaked stocking as it is the elegant fashion of the day to do clasped her hands behind her head and fixed her eyes on the ceiling being evidently determined to let the subject drop 
lady fulda compressed her lips she was baffled and she was perplexed a quarter rang from the city clocks do you know she began again i have a fancy many people have that a time comes to us all an hour when we are called upon to choose between good and evil it is a quarter since we heard the chime only a quarter angelica ejaculated it seems an age but suppose this is your hour lady fulda patiently pursued one precious quarter of it has gone already and still you harden your heart you are asked to choose now you are called to the higher life you must know that you are being called specially this moment and what if it should be for the last time what if after this you are deprived of the power to choose and forced by that which is evil in you to wander away from all that is good and pure and pleasant into the turmoil and trouble the falseness the illusion and the maddening unrest of the other life you know it all you can imagine what it would be when that last loophole of escape upon which we all rely perhaps unconsciously was closed when you knew you never could return when you came to be shut out from hope a prey to remorse a tired victim compelled to pursue excitement and always to pursue it descending all the time and finding it escape you more and more till at last even that hateful resource was lost to you and you found yourself at the end of the road to perdition a worn-out woman face to face with despair angelica slowly unclasped her hands from behind her head let her chin sink on her chest and looked up from under her eyebrows at her aunt her eyes were bright but otherwise her face was as still as a statue's and what she thought or felt it was impossible to say it is idle to talk of choice she answered coldly i had chosen honestly i told you you see what has come of it forgive me said lady fulda but you had not chosen honestly you had not chosen the better life to lead it for its own sake but for his you wanted to bring yourself nearer to him and you would have made goodness a means to that end if you could but you see it was not the right way and it has not succeeded angelica sat up and the dull look left her face she seemed interested you see through all my turpitude she observed affecting to smile although in truth she was more moved than her pride would allow her to show her aunt sighed seeing no sign of softening she feared it was labour lost but still she felt impelled to try once more before she renounced the effort she was nervous about it however being naturally diffident and hesitated trying to collect her thoughts and in the interval the evening shadows deepened the half-hour chimed from the city clocks and then she spoke just think she said sadly just think what it will be when you have gone from here this evening if you carry out your determination and return after dinner just think what it will be when you find yourself alone again in that great house with the night before you and your aching heart and your bitter thoughts and the remorse which gnaws without ceasing for companions and not one night of it only but all the years to come and every phase of it from the sharp pain of this moment to the dull discontent in which it ends and from which nothing on earth will rouse you think of yourself then without comfort and without hope angelica changed her position uneasily you still hesitate lady fulda continued you are loath to commit yourself you would rather not choose you prefer to believe yourself a puppet at the mercy of a capricious demon who moves you this way and that as the idle fancy seizes him but you are no puppet 
you have the right of choice you must choose and having chosen if you look up the power divine will be extended to you to support you or but either way your choice will at once become a force for good or evil she ended abruptly and then there was another long pause angelica's mind was alive to everything to the rustle of summer foliage far below to the beauty of the woman before her to the power of her presence to the absolute integrity which was so impressive in all she said to her high-bred simplicity to the grace of her attitude at that moment as she sat with an elbow on the arm of her chair covering her eyes with one white hand to the tearless turmoil in her own breast the sense of suffering not to be relieved the hopeless ache was there any way of escape from herself her conscience whispered one but was there only one the struggle of the last few days had recommenced was it to go on like this for ever and ever over and over again what a prospect and oh to be able to end it somehow anyhow oh for the courage to choose but she must choose she knew that aunt falda was right her hour had come the momentous question had been asked and it must be answered once for all if she should refuse to take the hand held out to help her now where would she drift to eventually should she end by consorting with people like and she thought of an odious woman or come to be talked of at clubs named lightly by low men and she thought of some specimens of that class but why should she arrive at any decision why should she feel compelled to adopt a settled plan of action why could she not go on as she had done hitherto was there really no standing still were people really rising or sinking always doing good or evil why no for what harm had she done quick answering to the question with a pang the rush of recollection caught her and again the vow made and forgotten for the moment as soon as made burned in her heart israfil israfil only forgive me and i will be true she did not wait to think again the mere repetition was a renewal of her vow and in the act she had unconsciously decided slipping from her chair to the ground she laid her head on lady folda's lap i wish i could be sure of myself she said sighing deeply you must help me aunt falda now the dear lord help you was the soft reply and almost at the same moment the city clocks began to strike and they both raised their heads involuntarily waiting for the chime it rang at last with a new significance for angelica the hour was over which had been her hour a chapter of her life had closed with it for ever and when she looked up then she found herself in another world wherein she would walk henceforth with other eyes to better purpose End of book five chapter seven